Welcome to Digital Podcaster. My name is Dylan Schmidt, your host. And today I have a very interesting guest to share a conversation I had with uh, with you. His name is Ujwal. And reading from Ujwal's bio, which says it better than I can exactly do, Ujwal is an ex-techie turned visual artist and personal growth and self-healing coach. Ujwal helps millennials understand, accept, and heal their childhood trauma and conditioned patterns and move from a state of fear to a state of emotional freedom. So I share all different aspects on this podcast, whether it's marketing, entrepreneurship, growing your presence online, confidence, public speaking. We're, we hit everything here on Digital Podcaster. And something you may not know about me is I have a lot of experience working with uh, personal growth coaches, um, people in nutrition space, physical fitness space, a psychologist, therapist, licensed, all that good stuff. Um, and so a lot of like mental health and coaching. And I always find the conversations interesting around personal growth and development, because it seems like one of those things that, uh, for one, it's kind of polarizing because some people are like, this doesn't work or that doesn't work. Everyone typically has an opinion on it. Um, and I just like exploring the conversations. So that's why I thought it would be great to have Ujwal on. And one thing I didn't know about Ujwal, which you'll learn very quickly in my conversation with him, is the part about visual arts. I find it really interesting. And one of my favorite parts of speaking with Ujwal was hearing his journey of not doing art to doing art. People who get into art later in life always are super interesting to me because art seems like one of those things that I, I believe everyone's an artist, but when they just find it like way later in life, it's like, whoa, huh. It's just not, I don't, it seems rather uncommon to me. Uh, so, and his art is beautiful. You've got to check it out. So without dragging this on any further, <laughs> uh, here's my conversation with Ujwal. Please enjoy. It's a great talk. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Let's dive in. Welcome to the podcast, Ujwal. Thank you so much for being here. What, Thank what you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. What time is it where you are, by the way? It is uh, 9.45 p.m. Oh, okay. My time zone math was like a little crazy because I'm like, is it like 2 a.m.? Um <laughs> That's good to know. Um, do you mind just sharing real quick, uh, just real briefly, like who you are, where you're from, and how you help people? Absolutely. Um, so I am from India. I currently live here as well. Uh, I am. What I do currently is very different from what I went to went to school for, went to college for. I am an electrical engineer by degree, uh, an IT professional of ten years. I worked in the corporate ID space for a whole decade before I got laid off uh, for my, my last job, which was exactly six years ago in March, 2016. And uh, that came as a huge surprise. It was, you know, it was, it was quite a shock because, you know, I was, I was expecting for promotion uh, and I got laid off in the meeting that was scheduled to discuss my promotion and my, <laughs> my salary increment. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was something, um, you know. So understandably, the following like several months, one whole year, year and a half was was, I would say pro- probably the, one of the most stressful phases of my life. Uh, I, I describe that as my rock bottom, uh, my emotional rock bottom. It let me in a, you know, it it it, it took me to, to a very dark space in terms of like 
you know, just understanding what had happened after investing 10 years of hard work into a space that I never enjoyed in the first place. Uh, I, you know, I, the whole engineering and, and IT and all that, it, it's not something I did by choice. It was, uh, you know, I was just making my family happy. <laughs> uh, and even that got taken away, right? So it was, I was left with nothing. And so, uh, you know, that's when I would say what most people consider or describe as their sort of spiritual awakening slash dark night of the soul or whatever one, you know, terminology you want to give it. Uh, that was that phase for me. And, you know, I, I reached a stage where it was complete surrender. I didn't know what I wanted to do next, but I had to, I had to somehow figure it out. So I just, I kind of just left it to whatever came and, and, you know, I started to, uh, you know, focus on understanding uh, that that was my entry point into, you know, understanding how the human mind functions. Cause I wanted to understand what was going on with me. Right. So I started to, you know, uh, you know, really like spirituality became my sort of rescue, but then I slowly got into psychology and I got really fascinated by the human mind and body and, and just understanding how things pan out the way they do and, and why that happens. And I, I somewhat, I somehow got back into art, uh, during that time, you know, I, I used to not paint, but I used to draw. I used to randomly do as a, as a little boy, but like life gets in the way, you know, you kind of give up these things that you truly uh, enjoy, you truly love. And I think the fact that I completely surrendered, uh, you know, my my spirit somehow got back to what I really enjoyed as a, doing as a child. And I started pursuing art out of nowhere. It became a quote unquote profession. Like, you know, I started selling my work. People started commissioning me for work. Uh, one thing led to another. I started, you know, hosting mindfulness workshops because art, I believe art came to me not as a form of like, hey, you're looking for something to do with your life. You know, why don't you make this a profession? It, it wasn't that. It was art came back into my life as a form of, uh, you know, meditation at a time where you know, I was dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety. And so I, I started, I wanted to share that aspect of my art with people. So uh, that's how, you know, the mindfulness workshops came about. And, you know, when a couple of years into it, in 2020, when the whole world sort of went indoors, uh, my workshops had to be you know, put on hold, obviously, for a while because there was no physical connection anymore. And, and that's when I started to take it online. And one thing led to another again. And I, I felt this strong urge in 2020 to, to, you know, take it up a few notches and, and really uh, start to work with people, not just around with art as, as a medium, but also just get into, you know, full-blown sort of transformational coaching. And that's how almost exactly a year ago, uh, you know, I decided to, I, I started this page. And for the first few months, I was just exploring with different ideas, you know, self-awareness coaching, mindset coaching. I was kind of playing around with, with this space a little bit. And I'd say earlier this year is when I finally came to what I what feels most connected and that is uh, trauma healing. So I, I, as a personal growth coach, I, I, I work specifically on, uh, you know, healing uh, childhood trauma and condition. Beautiful. That's it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> um, it's like the biggest things that we all deal with. Um, that's yeah. beautiful. Um, of course, I got so many questions for you, but first thing that comes to mind is, when when you were working in like engineering IT, it's very right. would you say I, I don't I don't I mean I I know very 
surface level stuff when it comes to that stuff. Although my dad thinks I'm like an IT professional and could engineer a cell phone to get us to the moon. Not true. But um, when you looked at the problems that you were solving back then, where is my perception would be that it's more linear, like that you have to, to find the issue with a problem within IT. It's like you break down the systems of how something led up to it. Right. Right. So I would imagine that's so black and white of as far as problem solving. It's not like uh, a cable is having a bad day emotionally and you're <laughs> like, <laughs> like, are you doing okay there, buddy? What's going on? Like, you know, it's like the cable either works or it doesn't work. It's either plugged in or it's not plugged in. Right. Maybe you have to do some solving and please, again, I'm not, I'm making assumptions here. So please tell me if this is off, but um, I mean, obviously about the motions I'm joking, but the, problem solving is way more like this either happened or it didn't happen. And then you go into something like art, which essentially is just a blank canvas and you're creating something from nothing. And maybe it's not a problem, but people approach a blank page, like a problem. Like they're like, this is a problem because I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to do art. I don't know how to just like be myself. Um, And then you go almost in a way, I feel like combining the two into the child wound, child wound, child, <laughs> childhood wounding, trauma healing. Uh, it it almost seems like combining the problem solving of like the engineering and the creativity of the art combined. It's like you have the what you also help people with, right? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So I, I would say that there's. There's a there's obviously a whole lot more uh, analysis from that mm-hmm. sense, you know, uh, that goes into working with someone at that emotional or psychological level because uh, uh-huh. we're dealing with very complex human emotions, uh, yeah. you know, and and nothing is is black or white when it comes to you know our mind and, and the way it functions, right? So yeah, uh, as opposed to like you know you give the example of a cable, but uh, you know even a computer code, like if if a, if a web page went down, uh, you know, there's there's a few steps that you could follow, you know, to brainstorm or sorry to troubleshoot the issue, mm-hmm. uh, and and there's within a, a certain frame of reference, you, you you'll, you'll be able to find a solution to because it, it's a it's a smaller set of things that could go wrong with with something like that versus yeah. you know we're talking about something as complex as the human mind. Uh, there's no no two human beings are like, you know, and, and, and while that's a very cliched statement, uh, it's, it's, it's so true because let alone, you know, let's say you and I, not, not just, not just us as individuals, human beings, even if, even if, I don't know if you have siblings, but even if two siblings who grew up in the same household can turn out to be very, very different, you know, as, as grown adults, because, uh, even though they had similar upbringing, even though they grew up in the same environment, uh, you know, each of them have their own mindset. Each of them have their own personality, their own, you know, lack of confidence or you know, their their uh, the the emotional support that that each of them need might be at a slightly different level, right? So everyone has their own. There's so many nuances between between. There's so much gray area between that black and white. Uh, it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's a whole different world. So. You know, coming back to, to to your point, yeah, it is in in a way 
bringing in that creativity of, of and I've, I've, I've thought about this myself. The, the the what what goes into you know creating something on a blank canvas or a blank in my case a blank piece of paper. Uh, the more I rely on my intuition, right, and and let it flow naturally, uh, I'm able to not only produce a better piece of art, I'm also more satisfied with it because it feels more. Uh, what's the right word? It feels, I feel more connected, right? And it feels more natural as opposed to when I try and use quote unquote logic, right? Of course, a lot of my art is geometric. So geometry does involve logic, but beyond that, right? I'm talking about, uh, you know, I, I, I try not force inspiration. I try and let, let it flow through me. Uh, so in that sense, yes, that, that creativity does, you know, come in handy when, when working with people who have really never spoken to before in my life, never met them. And here we are trying to, you know, dissect their past experiences. Uh, you know, how do we really get to the root of, of what they're dealing with, whether that's in one conversation or or over a series of conversations. Right. So yeah, there's there's a whole lot that really goes into that level of problem solving. And were, you weren't making art when you were doing like in, uh, IT engineering and things like that, like back in the day? Oh, I... <laughs> uh, a, there was hardly ever any time, and, and you know when there was, I think uh, I, I was never, in, you know, during my my college as well as you know my my ten years of work, I was never in that frame of mind where I allowed myself to you know get creative or or you know pursue this hobby on side. It was it was, I guess by that time I was so fully programmed into this like rat race, right? I'm doing this and I'm doing this for a reason and anything else is just a waste of time. And whatever little time I do have, I, you know, I, yeah, I guess I'd catch up on some rest, but there was no, uh, you know, looking back at that, it is weird how I completely gave up on all my hobbies and music was my only sort of go-to once in a while, but I never, I never picked up a, a sketch pad for, I don't know, 15, 18, maybe 20 years. Right. So after I lost my job uh, that year, later that year, just, just because I was so stressed and at, at times so bored because I had nothing to do while I was, you know, applying for jobs every single day, other than applying for jobs, I had nothing else to do. So either, either to, you know, tackle my boredom or to, or to sort of manage my stress. I picked up a sketchpad after, I don't know, 18, 20 years. Uh, and it just started flowing through again. So that's when I, you know, it, it sort of dawned on me like, wow, I, like I still, I still got it. <laughs> applying for jobs is like, a draining thing too like yeah, yeah, uh, i love how you use like art to kind of nourish yourself because because it's like so repetitive of like i fill this out the same thing i filled out on all of them they always yeah. want to make it a little different and they like answer these questions or these multiple choice it's like so much like uh so many questions and then only to get like yeah sorry we're not interested you yeah. know it's uh, and the, yeah it's, that that I, I got i got i got my fair share of those <laughs> yeah sorry not interested <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh same i've gotten over the years i have gotten yeah i've gone through spurts like years over the past few years where i'm like i want to i want to work for a certain company or something like that and i'll just go on these or like i want to go into this certain like job role or maybe i'm like this was like a few years ago. I was like, I'm just going to, I go on like a, a application spree, but my job skill set is very vast and like, it's hard to, I don't think I'm meant to be like in a corporate culture. I don't, I don't think they, 
don't think they I think, want me. I think you'd be. I think you'd be doing yourself and the world a huge disservice if you, <laughs> no. if you were in corporate because it's you, it's yeah, the you, universe uh, doesn't let me in. Uh, your it's level like, of uh, creativity, you know, it's it, yeah. You, you'd be. It'd be a shame if if you got stuck in that box somewhere. It, w- it would be, and <laughs> and it's like. Uh, uh, all I can say, is, and I have a lot to say on it, so all I can say is the universe def- definitely, like, if you, if there's so many no's, <laughs> it's like, there's a reason why there's so many no's. Um, oh, but I, sure. a funny yeah. thing, though, happened, like, this was, a, a f- it, it, time is going fast, but I guess it was like five years ago, four, four or five years ago, maybe, I think, my math's right. I, I, w- I applied to like a bunch of jobs because I was like, I'm going to like get a job somewhere because I wasn't doing digital podcaster at all. I didn't know I, I was had clients, but I was just like, I need some type. I don't know. I thought I needed like a corporate, not a corporate, but like some type of company I needed to work for. So I was applying to a bunch. I applied to so many places, places that I was like, I, I hope they don't even like respond to me. But <laughs> the funny thing is I only got two interviews and one of them was TikTok. And one of them was Epidemic Sounds, which I use on any video I use that isn't like using sound from like TikTok or Instagram. I always use Epidemic Sound for my music, which is like, it's again, like to me, it's like the universe showing me like, uh, it's just so funny because TikTok was like, we love you. We don't know how you'd fit exactly into our company. And Epidemic Sound, same. They're like, we love you. And I don't know that we have an exact role that fits in here, but can we stay in touch? So it's just funny. Cause it's like two of those things I use every day now. Right. And it's the only people that contacted me. I don't know. It's meant to be, but I felt that. Um, so these days, uh, cause it's so easy to like, just only look in the past, but currently <laughs> you're, uh, <laughs> which I know you help people do all the time. Um, these days you're making art and you're helping people with child, child, I keep wanting to say child wound, childhood healing and trauma, childhood wounding childhood and trauma, trauma healing. healing. That's a tongue. Is that, do you ever get tongue twisted by that? It's just me. It's uh, childhood trauma. <laughs> childhood trauma. That's the easier way to say it. Um, and you're helping people with both. Is there overlap between the two? Like, do you ever recommend for your clients, uh, your, your trauma clients to do art as a form of healing? Love that question. Uh, at this very moment, no, but I would say that's that's coming back, I, I don't know, I want to say sometime this year. So going back to, you know, my when I when I shared about like the, these workshops that I was conducting, you know, mindfulness workshops, I, I did that for a couple of years. And, you know, once I started to, once I started this page, once I got went full-time to coaching as well, uh, for a couple of reasons, I, I kind of put those workshops on hold. One is, well, the first season was obviously, you know, a lot of my time was was being dedicated here. So, and, and because this was a very new space to me, uh, I, I wanted to you know, spend some time and understand the industry and, and how the whole thing works. But also, uh, I felt like this, so the workshop, it almost had like a, a mind of its own and it was evolving, you know, on its own for a couple of years. But it felt like it had reached a plateau right and i and i i wanted to i wanted to do something more with it but at the time i couldn't really figure out what it was so i thought you know 
it kind of made sense, like the timing is right. So I thought I'd, I'd put it on the hold for a bit and, and see how things evolve. So now that I'm, I've even sort of picked a quote unquote niche, like in, even in terms of the, the coaching, you know, trauma healing, childhood trauma healing is, is the niche that I'm in. Uh, and now that I'm understanding this space a little better, and I've, I've also, you know, I've spent the better part of the last year and a half or so processing a lot of, a whole lot of my own childhood trauma, right? That's how, that's how I became even more drawn to helping and guiding and supporting others uh, with theirs. So now that I've sort of picked up more tools and, and and I'm learning more about myself and I'm learning more about just trauma healing in general, uh, I think I'm now. Uh, I definitely want to at some point this year. I, I want to bring it back and and sort of incorporate a lot more of what I've been doing over the last few months and, you know, make that, that workshop a more, it was already a fairly holistic experience. It wasn't just like, I, I don't consider myself an art teacher at all. The The goal was never to, you know, Hey, like come attend my workshop and learn how to draw this piece of art. That was never my goal. Uh, because I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, have anyone become the next best artist. I'm here to, to help people see that how they can use uh, uh, that form of art as a mindfulness tool, as an alternative meditation tool, right? To really sort of connect with themselves and really harness their creativity and, and increase self-awareness and all those things. So all of that was already part of it. Now, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding nervous system regulation a whole lot more. I'm understanding, uh, you know, so much more about how just the, the physiology of how trauma lives in your body and how, you know, energy moves through the body. So, I think now when I when I bring it back, uh, I'll be able to add a lot more sort of meat, in, you know, so to speak, uh, and, and and make it a, a a much more uh, powerful tool in terms of trauma healing in general. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it it's fascinating to me how much overlap there is between doing something like like um, like art, trauma healing, of course, um, childhood stuff, like all of that, how it relates to so many different, I would say industries and like lifestyles, like or cultures, uh, because it doesn't matter if you work in finance, you know, like that's your job, but also you're a person and you deal with the same, you know, principles that we all do. And we all have, uh, different, um, different experiences, of course, that make us who we are today. One thing that stands out to me and, and I bring this up because it's uh, because I've, I've worked with uh, and I, I don't really talk about it on the podcast because there's not really like, I mean, so far, I haven't really talked about it on the podcast so far, only on the, within the first 50 episodes here. But uh, I've worked with a lot of therapists, coaches behind the scenes for years. And naturally, like I'm not I'm I'm I've I feel like I've worked with so many that I'm a good uh, picker of like, oh, this person's genuine and I can see how they can help people. But I, I do always try to put myself in uh, audience's shoes. And I don't believe that anyone should just blindly follow someone without having done some type of like feeling into it too. Like, is this person someone I should trust? Because whether it goes for like business advice or anything like that, it's like, so anyone can say anything these days of like, you know, hey, you know, post 80 times a day on TikTok and you'll become a millionaire. And people are like, 
hmm, they seem like they know what they're talking about because they have 80 million followers. So let me post 80 times a day. Wait, I'm not a millionaire. I'm burnt out. All this. It's like, wait, what advice are you following? Um, so I can only, uh, uh, from the person that's listening, that's like maybe skeptical of like, what, what makes you qualified or, or how, like, who are you to say? Cause, cause naturally, you know, I've, I've seen with a lot of coaches, strangely, I have not seen it that much with podcast coaching. I, maybe because it's more like black and white people aren't like, well, what makes you qualified to talk about podcast coaching, sir? No one, no one has said, I wait for that comment. No one yep. has said it yet, but like, I know it's so different with emotions because they're like, because probably because they're triggered a little bit too. Like, yeah. oh, you think you can handle my childhood? <laughs> you know, like you, you've heard, you've ain't seen nothing, you know? Um, do you get that? I guess that skepticism, that pushback. Um, do you see much of that? To be honest, I, I think I, I can count on one hand how many times I've been asked, oh, nice. uh, you know, or maybe just a, couple of times not I, I haven't personally gotten that a lot but it's a very valid you know i completely understand what you're saying it's a, it's a valid concern that mm-hmm. someone might have uh, i was asked once you know what my what my qualifications are and i'm i'm obviously open about the fact that i'm not a i'm not a trained psychologist and i don't yeah. claim to be right yeah uh, not that's diagnosing not, not what i'm trying to do here yeah uh my my <clears throat> in terms of my qualifications is, or, or what makes me, uh, you know, qualified to, to work in this capacity and, you know, like play this role of, of uh, helping and supporting someone dealing with these sorts of issues is the plain and simple fact that I have <laughs> uh, experienced my fair share of, of, of very similar issues pretty much all my life up until like very recently, I would say so. You know, when you, when you talk about a certain job or a certain qualification or, or degree or whatever, people can't like, oh, I have five years experience in this. I have 10 years experience in that. You know, in this, I worked in marketing for so long. I've worked in branding for or, or corporate for however long. Um, so from that sense, I've, I've worked in this space of suffering for three and a half decades. Right. Uh, and, and so I, I come from, from that experience and, and, it, in my honest opinion, everyone in their own way is dealing with with similar things. It's just uh, the intensity is you know can either be low or high. But a lot of people are you know the, even the ones that are dealing with a lot of pain and a lot of suffering uh, are, are either not aware of it or they're aware of it but they don't know how to like what to do about it or they're not you know they're not confident that they'll even be able to make any sort of positive change in their life because, you know, they're so down and out. And again, I, I know that because I've been there. Um, so yeah, the, you know, in terms of there, there's no, there's no, I don't have a degree to show for this, but yeah. I have you know, real time experience in, in, in uh, you know, what, what trauma feels like when living with trauma and, and having to uh, knowingly or unknowingly ignore it, right. Yeah. Run away yeah. from it, escape it. Right. Yeah. So, so I'd say that's, that's where I come from. Yeah. And, and, uh, and to add to that, um, um, uh, to like, cause, cause I love this conversation of like qualifications and things like that. Cause I, I stopped paying attention in high school cause I was like, I'm going to go into audio production. And I was like, I'm not learning that here. Am I going to get, am I going to get my diploma? Cool. I just need the bare minimum. Let's get D's like whatever I had to get to like, just 
literally graduate so I could go to school for audio because that's all I cared about. And, um, and so like, but at the same time, when I started digital podcaster people, I do actually remember now I didn't have a podcast and my like rebellious side was like, I'm not going to start a podcast because I want to do the thing that like people (laughs) are like, you don't have a podcast. You can't give information on this. Even though I've helped people behind the scenes, I wanted to be like, it almost, it was like almost like rebellion in me just saying like, screw you. I don't, I don't have to have a podcast to, to help people. Um, and, and I've seen many things like I, I would just say too, and I, I was thinking of this when you were talking people who also make that, that judgment or that skepticism too. Um, I think a certain skepticism of anything is like, shows a sign of like healthiness rather than blindly trusting. But, yeah. uh, I do think too, it's also like, what kind of things are you looking for? If you're looking for like a diagnosis and a prescription of a drug, why obviously you go to the doctor for that. If you're looking to sure. do a certain thing, you're like, you want to get the right person for that. And, um, it, it's funny. Cause I guess when it comes to, to thinking like when people think trauma, emotional trauma, or childhood, they think that, you know, it's, um, it's, they need, uh, they, they have, they have a hard, basically, I think, especially in the mental health field, people have a lot of, uh, a lot of trouble picking the right person. So they never pick anybody. And so they're like, they get stuck. Cause I, I hear that all the time from people in my personal life of like, cause I'm, I'm a big fan of therapy and big fan of coaching, all that stuff. Um, but they're like, I just, I don't know who to pick. Cause maybe they'll get chosen someone with their healthcare provider and they go and they meet and they're like, this person, I had a terrible experience. I've gone, spoke with like, I was like, I want to see a therapist cause I thought I could get it under my insurance. And the per- lady I met with is like, are you depressed? I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then she's <laughs> like, like what's wrong? And I'm just like, I, I just wanted to talk to somebody, you know, like I just want to talk to somebody. Yeah. Can't we yeah. like, can we get to know each other? And then I could just like, have a safe space and we could just like, you know, like, I, and she's just like, well, I'll be honest. If you're not really like, I hate to be so blunt, but if you're not suicidal, you know, or if you don't like have self harm, anything like that, she's like, it's going to be tough getting you in here. Maybe once every six weeks or something I'm like, what the heck? Like, what? come on. I'm like, I just want to talk to someone. Like, can I just, I just need to help processing yeah, some emotions, you know? Um, and yeah, you know, that's, that's the, that's, the unfortunate part about, and I've I've, I've heard about um, similar experiences from from people as well. Uh, you know, there's some really big names in in the in psychology space as well. Some some massive you know Instagram creators as well who, who talk about this. Um, it, it's unfortunate that there's so many out there who uh, who end up you know like 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 yourself not having that experience that they thought they would they you know they and it's this whole thing of like okay which what would my insurance cover so you know i'm, I'm going to use that as a criteria to select because you know at least i'm not paying either anything or, or at least a portion of it out of my pocket uh, so that becomes a criteria for selection and you know then you're you're just you kind of you almost fool yourself into thinking oh yeah you know this, this, this is the best option for me but unfortunately that that individual may or may not be uh, you know, what, what you're hoping. Totally. You, you may not have the experience that you, you, you go and hoping for, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just because you choose someone doesn't mean that that's like, you know, like what if, you know, the meaning you give the person that's in front of you too, like 
like if that lady i've been like well my only option is to come once every six weeks and make me feel really kind of weird about this you know that i could give the meaning to that or i could be like actually okay well now i know not to go here maybe i do have to pay just a little bit to find actually a good therapist or coach um and and so i would say to anyone listening who is also skeptical is like uh um is like also just kind of um there's a lot of talk about like trust of like, if you trust the person, you're going to go way further in the healing journey. Um, and uh, typically if you're having trouble choosing, you, I don't know, your gut kind of knows, you know, like I, I just like sure. talking to someone, like when people are like guests for on my podcast, they're like, how do you choose? I'm like, my gut tells me everything. Like I kind of know yeah. if I'm going to have someone on and they're going to be like just wanting to sell something the whole time, or yeah. if they're going to be, um, uncomfortable to talk to. I don't want to talk to someone for an hour. That's just like, just the whole thing's just weird, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah. So it feels like, like also like proximity. Like if you see somebody and you trust them and you want help in that area, you don't need like, you know, you're not going to get like, uh, uh, I found with like someone like yourself, you're not direct mailing everybody in there. Like they're, uh, not getting junk mail and billboards like ready to do your trauma healing. Like, and it's a picture of you in like a suit with a thumbs up call 1-800 childhood. Like that's not going to happen. Like, um, <laughs> you know, like someone like yourself, yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I 100% agree with that. Uh, you know, with everyone's online today, uh, mm-hmm. either they have a website or they have an Instagram account or you know, mm-hmm. they're on LinkedIn. There's somewhere, there's some online presence, right? Uh, you know, there's, there's enough. Uh, there are enough options available, especially if you're looking online. You know, it's like you're you're free to roam around, do your window shopping. Yeah. Right. Get a sense of, get a feel for for that person's energy. You know, connect, see if you connect with their content, with their messaging. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 beyond, you know, the fact that you, you know, again, anyone can create content posts, but like, have they experienced? themselves you know what they're the things that are that they're talking about right again everyone has access to the internet anyone can buy 10 books on psychology and you know read them cover to cover and start to you know hold workshops or 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 start you know teaching others all these principles from from psychology but like try and get a sense of have they really experienced these things themselves right someone's talking about trauma uh you know have they have, have they dealt with something similar themselves? Because when they've been through that, you know, when they've been down and out, when they've experienced the lowest of lows themselves, uh, you know, they've come back from that. That's when you know they've what they're talking about is just it's it's beyond what what's available in a book oh, or, or so you know much. On, on a blog, right? I, so I you could read up a hundred different blogs and and get you can gather knowledge, mm-hmm. but hundred blogs won't give you won't teach you the feeling of having gone through certain things, certain experiences in your life. Right. That, and, and that's why this is different from just, I don't know, studying history or geography or whatever else. I, you know, not to say that those subjects aren't, you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's not oh, totally, it, it, there's, there's so much more that goes into, uh, say when we were, when we started talking about this you know, early on with the, the idea of, you know, what's the qualification, uh, that that's why that qualification to me. And I'm not saying this only because I'm doing this now. Yeah. Even if I was that person, you know, out in the market looking for a therapist or a coach to work with, uh, I would rather 
work with someone who's who's been through those experiences themselves than someone who has a master's degree in psychology but may have had a relatively you know comfortable sort of i don't know if that's politically correct to say oh no i know what you mean though like same like and that's why i think it like the person like like what are you looking for you know like if you're looking it depends on like what you're it's i don't know it's almost like like if you're you're building a race car you want to go to someone who works on race cars and has experience with race cars not not someone who is like specializes in golf carts you know and like it's like this the wrong person it's like it's fine it's not like the golf cart person is less of a person or anything like that but it's like if you're feeling you want to do some work around a certain area go to the right the right, right. source and, and another yeah. example is which i think is it's also you know if the coaching industry is if you want to hire a fitness coach I, and and say you have two options one 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 person who has a degree in you know some something some related field i don't know nutrition or or health sciences or whatever but may not be rel- like very fit themselves yes. versus someone else who is super fit but you know they did it out all on their own just out of you know their passion they they, they haven't studied you know they yeah. haven't gone professionally they haven't gone to school for for that particular subject whatever but but they've they know what they're doing because you know you can see it on their body right yeah, i would I much it. rather hire uh the person without a degree but yes. who has you know who i can see is is the, 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 you can tell like this person there's a reason he or she is super fit right oh yeah i love uh, that analogy like, uh, cause I, I was a trainer years ago. Like I, 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 uh, when I was, uh, a bunch of years ago, 12 years ago, I don't know. I, well, one of my first jobs was working at a gym and then I, I became a trainer and I've like trained a bunch of people, uh, personal training, just one-on-one and similar thing. I saw a bunch of that of like, and, th- and it was, it was a strange thing because like, even talk about like politically correct. It was like, Sometimes there was trainers that I knew or like, I'm like, this person doesn't fill their body up with the right foods to propel them throughout the day. They're always like struggling energy wise. And then workout wise, I can, I could tell when they're just going through the motions of like, you're just here to collect uh, uh, money for your session. And then you could see that the trainers that were like invested in their clients results and they took care of themselves. They, wanted to lead by example and all that stuff. Um, and it was just such a night and day difference and a really, yeah, it's such a great analogy. Like you really see it in the, the fitness space and, and nobody, the, the, there's like a basic level of, of, especially in the fitness space of the trainers, like you have to have a um, certificate, at least in the U S um, and at least in California, uh, you have to have some, uh, typically gyms will require uh, some level of certification, but, those certifications are a joke. Like there, no one that's getting trained, nobody knows what those certifications mean. Like they are made up and they're not all equal. Like one of them is way harder to pass uh, and a little bit more expensive and like more maybe respected amongst trainers, but like no client ever was like, so what certification yeah. do you have? Yeah. So did you go to school? Certificate, like, is yeah. it accredited by a so-and-so institution? No, or, they or went, through the motions like they i would take them through a uh maybe some type of introduction kind of uh workout analysis just kind of figure out where they're at get an understanding of where they're at but no of course during that process they're not like well tell me about your certifications or how have you helped people 
they were either referred or there's that level of trust. And then it's like you already start out with like one level of trust and then it either goes up or down based on their interactions with you. And yep. uh, I always thought that was interesting because because um, I don't recall having someone be like, because it was like, yeah, if you're going to be trying to enter a bodybuilding competition, I'm not the guy. Like, I'm not that guy that's going to get you yeah. into a bodybuilding competition. If you want to gain muscle, lose body fat, if that's your goal, cool, can help you there. But um, yeah, I always, I always find that interesting and a great, great analogy. Um, okay. I know we have a lot more, so I feel like uh, we have to do a few, another episode, uh, hopefully, um, <laughs> together in the future because because uh, I want to be mindful of time. How can people work with you these days? Uh, I know you talked a little bit about it, but if you could share where people can find you, how people can work with you, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you find me at, uh, on Instagram, um, at .co. I currently work with people on a, um, so, so far only doing one-on-one. -on -one. I, I, I don't do group coaching. I haven't started group, group coaching just yet. Maybe sometime in the near future, but at the moment I'm doing, uh, like I just recently, a couple of months ago, launched this single session offer where it's called Your Next Step, where I essentially work with people who are, you know, stuck, who find themselves stuck in some way uh, in a situation. Um, it could be anything that they're dealing with. And I sort of, you know, we, I help them work through uh, the things that they're sort of, you know, at an emotional level, at a spiritual level, at a physical level, even you know, I, I bring in that sort of mind-body-spirit connection and understand uh, what what might be their blockages, and you know, kind of go back into again looking a little bit into their history and seeing uh, what what their fears are, what some of their uh, you know limiting beliefs are, and just help them untangle a little a, a little bit of, of those things and, and start to at least take a couple of steps in the direction that they want to move to. Um, which is why it's called your next step. So I basically find, help them find that what is that immediate next thing that they, they can do. It could be a tangible next step that they can take. <clears throat> it could be you know something at a and, you know at an energetic level, whatever that might be. Um, so that's that's uh, what I'm currently working with people on. And uh, yeah. thank you so much, Ujwal, for joining me today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you again to my guest, Ujwal, for the conversation today. I really hope you enjoyed our conversation. Please check out the show notes to learn more about Ujwal and give him a follow on social media. Uh, I appreciate you listening. I hope you got value out of this episode and uh, all the ep other episodes. I've got a few more solo episodes coming out over the next few weeks because I've got a lot to share with you that uh, I can't talk about when I got a guest on. All right. Uh, it would mean the world to me if you enjoyed this episode to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Um, it goes a long ways, helps the show out a ton. And if you would like to create or grow uh, or monetize your own podcast, please visit digitalpodcaster.com and I can help you with that. All right. I hope you're having a great week. I hope you have a great week and uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right. Thanks.